0: Hello. I thought I'd get dressed today. did the okie I turned around, and, and that's what it's all about. If you've any idea of what this is all about, pop your answer on a postcard and address it to Stephen Thompson, somewhere in Muswell Hill. Welcome to Episode 7 of Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. The GOAT episode. The Better Than Biscuits. Oh, the wine's back. But But you you didn't drink. I don't drink. That is is not not water. It is water. It's It's not water. It's apple juice. Yeah, right. If you didn't such a silly grin on your face, I'd believe you. Sparkling apple juice. You, you trendy little man, you. You, you go-getting grandad, you. You gorgeous go-getting grandad, you. I've got a Paul Frank t-shirt on. A friend bought it for me. I really like Paul Frank. I, I used thought- to wear Paul Frank. So basically, you used to wear Cyberdog and I've got yep. a Cyberdog t-shirt and you used to wear Paul Frank and I've yep. got, and you wear Paul Smith and I wear Paul Smith. Basically, you're me 15 years ago. That's what's happening. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. What well, doesn't make any sense. What you just said. Well, I you, I'm so- you 15 years ago. Yeah. So you're me 15 years ago, which is kind of ironic because you're 15 years older than me. So where are you now? In my house. Yeah, but where am I emotionally? Well, it's been a difficult day. No. um, Oh no. No. Yeah, again. Fashion-wise, where are you now? I'm going through a Louis Vuitton phase. Oh, still am I? Should have put my underwear on for you. What does that even mean? What is that? Is that clothes? What? Louis Vuitton. It's a man, a designer, is it not? Very expensive. How can you afford it? Don't. I just made it up. That's what I'm saying. You got a man bag. Yeah, I've got one that goes over my shoulder like that. And and this is an audio thing, so that doesn't help. But like like an old-fashioned satchel, and it's there, and I put yeah useful things in it. Useful things like a pen. Do you really need a big strapping bag over your shoulder to carry a pen and a bit of paper? I find actually, if you've got a pen. Uh, and, and a bit of paper a lovely moleskin book notebook like that it, you know and that's big enough that you actually do need a bag to put it, in. it wouldn't fit in it because it's a little bag it's like a little man handbag thing it wouldn't the moleskin a cheap moleskin badly designed poor taste lined paper thing wouldn't fit in it and actually it would degrade the quality of my louis vuitton man bag that actually, i don't know how are you feeling after our uh after our Sex. That's a very difficult week. Really? Yeah. It's been a bit painful. It's been extremely painful. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? No. That's not going to make for a very interesting podcast, is it? That's your mental health. My mental and emotional well being. Yeah, it's in a good place. I've, I've started running again. Um, I also did a play the other evening about psychosis. So, uh, I got that bit out of my system um yeah I'm uh I'm yeah I mean I'm in a good place thank you for asking that sounded like genuine concern so how did you feel after last week's episode well I felt a bit vulnerable you know I'd got naked you know I'd showed you a part of myself and parts of myself that I don't show many people uh I took a risk you know I bared my soul my heart my skin uh my unwaxed back because we're still in lockdown that was difficult Um, your your front's waxed, but your back's not yeah because I can reach the front however that's also not strictly true because I did I got some spray wax uh, and actually didn't do a bad job Uh, however there are a couple of patches which I do regret you didn't have any hair on your back that's because it's waxed That's what I'm saying. We're in violent agreement here yet again. You said you hadn't been able to wax your back because it was your back. And then I extended the story and told you that actually I used spray wax and did a good enough job but left a couple of patches. Can you do better listening? Maybe if you weren't doing whatever this multitask attention deficit thing is that's happening here with your button tapping, which is going to be annoying for listeners. Can you focus? What's going on with you today? Have you not taken your medication? What are you doing? Bear with me. I am feeling disrespected right now. Unless this is unless you're setting up a comedy gag, that I am setting up a comedy gag. So just fucking bear with me. <laughs> I think you've ruined it so much. You know it's not gonna fucking work. I, I'm not even indulging this conversation. I try to help you be a better person, and all you do is kick back. I'm trying to make your life easier for you and better for you. I'm trying to support you. And all you do, you throw it back in my face. Oh, Lisa's joining us. You know Lisa sure. No. Hello, look, Lisa. hello, Lisa. How are you doing? I just thought that, um, this is live, by the way, Lisa's live, as you've had a bit of a dry wink, and obviously your love language got a bit, got a bit strange next week. I thought you needed a bit of female company. Right. And, um, I was chatting to a friend of mine who knows Lisa. Right. Lisa, Lisa's a single mum, and she's got uh, anger issues. Right. Uh, she likes being a centre of attention, and I thought you and Lisa would, um, you know, pitch it off. You could maybe uh, have a bit of time together. Can I just check? I'm really grateful for this setup, like this blind date thing. Um, it's got a lot of is, ears, look. is Lisa supposed to have any sound? I don't think so. I'm not sure Lisa. Lisa's hooves are good enough to. Um, Right. Yeah, there we are. Look, she? can, she can I hope she, Her hooves are quite good. So what's happening here, people, is that... Uh, so Lisa's joined the conversation. Lisa Cronkshaw. Lisa Cronkshaw yeah. joined the conversation, and she's a goat. She's doing good goat chewing acting. Uh, not only is she doing good goat chewing actually, she's flopping her left ear now. It's very is cute. Isn't she gorgeous? She, she is gorgeous, actually. You can clearly know my taste. Um, but what's lovely is even though she doesn't have opposable thumbs, Somehow, Lisa the goat is managing to type messages to me. So far, she's written, hi there, I'm Lisa the goat. Uh, quite an achievement with no opposable thumbs and just hooves. Uh, oh, she's got, Lisa talking, she's got dexterous hooves. got dexterous hooves. That sounds like a bad 70s porn film. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what do you think about you and Lisa? Do you think you could, you know, go have a little drink? Social distance, I don't know how good Lisa is at social distance. No, I'm not sure goats are famous for their social distancing. But she's got, nice, um, she's got nice ears, hasn't she? Can you, listen, I'm not very comfortable with this for a couple of reasons. One is, but primarily, because of your white male privilege, the way that you live in the world, your white male Muswell Hill privilege, you keep talking about uh, Lisa Cronkshaw as if she's not here. Look, Lisa's just asked, do you search that category on Pornhub? That's just who? Uh, no, but I will now, Lisa. Thank you. Um, Lisa loves you, look. Lisa's not, Lisa's not, I don't know how, I she's got long, she'll be going in a minute, so make the most of it. Uh, Lisa, I'm not sure Lisa's connection's that brilliant. She keeps yeah. freezing. Like a classic Zoom conversation, Lisa's keeps freezing. Um, I was asking more out of concern than recommendation. I was <laughs> asking me. Uh, if I'd been to Dextrous Hooves more out of concern than recommendation, and then she calls me dear. No, actually, uh, Lisa lives in Lancashire. Isn't it? Lancashire, Lisa from Lancashire. Nice bit of alliteration. Are you in Lancashire, Lisa? Stephen has just asked. If um, you want, you could actually go and stay with Lisa, and also you can do yoga. There you, you could do uh, yoga with her. Uh, well, we'll do, we'll recommend Lisa in the, uh, um, Lisa, we, we do a promotion at the end of our podcast and uh, we're going to put uh, Cronkshaw Fold Farm in uh, as part of the promotion. Where is Cronkshaw Fold Farm? What part of Lancashire? I used to live in Lancashire, obviously. What part of, uh, see, because that's funny because I sort of recognise, Lisa, this is making a bit more sense now. Uh, I Uh I thought I recognised you. Yeah, of course, Rosendow, Exactly. Oh my God, I, Lisa, you used you. Yeah, no, you. We used to drink in the Hawley Arms. You, Lisa, used to drink in the Hawley Arms. Um, in in Rosendale. Oh my God, I remember uh seeing you on the karaoke. You did Total Eclipse of the Heart. You Did a very good resi- rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart. I remember that. It was about one in the morning. You were off your face. Gary, you were with um Gary as well. Gary the goat, uh, and uh, tried to do it as a duet. It went a bit wrong though because Gary threw up. I seem to remember it was a classic. Lisa's saying, "I think you're remembering it wrong, Darren." Right, which bit did I get wrong? Sorry, I it. oh, it was you on the karaoke? You was at the bar. Nice. See what Lisa's done there. I was at the bar because she's being pretending to be a goat, and she's just the brilliant play on Wednesday. I was at the bar. Uh, very good. Um, what was I singing, Lisa the Goat? Lisa Cronshaw the Goat? Right, She's only, we only get five minutes, Lisa. Lisa, we'll definitely be promoting you at the end of the show. Lisa, Thank you very much. Lisa, I look forward to, to seeing you. Let me know where you want to go. Yeah, it's been special. Lisa says it's been interesting. I'd say it's been almost interesting. Uh, not... Uh, uh, oh, Stephen's written on my behalf that I loved you. I do love you, Lisa. I think it might be love at first sight. I don't believe in love at first sight, but um, I will stay off Pornhub. Thanks for the advice. Although I am going to look up Dexter's hooves. Oh, Lisa's gone. What a tease. You uh, like that? Define light. Well, something that you don't, a feeling you don't have very often. No, do you know what? I felt a little bit violated. <laughs> you want to know why I felt a little bit violated? Why? Last week, after I got naked, yeah, I got vulnerable, myself in front of you like i did it was a risk i took risks because that's what intimacy is stephen about taking risk. you want to get close to people you have to take a little bit of risk yeah so that's what i did last week i i i I put myself out there i took risks i made myself vulnerable i showed you my fragility i got naked in every sense because that's what intimacy is it's nakedness in every sense we had a really what it did of course like any form of intimacy certainly getting naked with somebody it built our attachment. It built the connection. It brought us closer together. And actually, it took, it took our relationship, I think, to, to another level. Certainly, the conversation we had post-session. Which conversation was that? I don't remember. We were really deep and really connected. And we kind of recontracted. Really we decided what we discussed. what was difficult, who felt vulnerable, where. One of the things we agreed, Stephen, in that conversation, that we agreed, that we contracted, like any healthy a uh, couple in a long-term relationship do they contract, they recontract, they negotiate. One of the things that we agreed with our authenticity, which was moist, and our integrity, was that we would not introduce a third into the relationship without clearing it with the other first. Do you, Stephen Thompson, remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember being really cross about it because it came just as i sorted this out. I had well, lots of money, you know, and I'd spent the money at that point, and there was no going back. So no, you manipulated her with money. Yeah, but it was going to a good cause. Did you, by any chance, in this negotiation, show her your origami and pretend that it was a magic trick? Jeter, yeah, it, it was so lifelike, my flower, Jeter. So, of all of the smug things that you've done so far. Virtual backgrounds, uh, managing to be on time once. Where does this sit on the smug list? How smug are you feeling about your, your adventures today on a smug scale of one to ten? Nine. Nine, really? You are feeling nine smug with introducing a picture on a audio podcast. Live feed. Of a, of a, of a quiet goat on and as it happens, I was introducing you to an old, old friend, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I remember seeing you in Rosendale in, in, in the Hawley Arms. Um, is that the Arnold Hawley Arms? Nice. See what you've done there. This programme makes me ill. You're damaging my mental and emotional well-being on a regular basis. That's the theme of today, isn't it? It's Darren's emotional and mental well-being. Every fucking episode is about your emotional and mental well-being. That's, That's all what true. we have to talk about. It's not true. It's yours. It's just we don't name it. Basically what's happening here is I'm helping your recovery process and you're not paying me for it. You actually don't know how close to the trip that is. I do, which is why I'm naming it. It's me. I'm a confronter and a namer. I'm naming it. What happens is post-podcast you have a breakdown and a meltdown. Then you do some useful processing. That's, that's the pattern you've got going on. So don't miss out your little post-session meltdown that you have where you need to go away into your corner and do your artwork and your writing and... Out of, uh, seven, out of seven episodes, I've only had two of those. That's quite a success. That was last week. <laughs> and week two. Was that feedback? Yeah, it was feedback, yeah. And I'm very disappointed in your preparation this week because I haven't had anything at your end. There's no art, no art, no art, nothing. You haven't produced anything that I can put on my fridge today. Stephen, you're implying that, for some unknown reason, this week, I haven't done the quality of preparation that I normally do. No, I'm not implying like- anything. I'm, I'm stating a fact. No, 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 no. No, I don't, no, 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 me. I am stating a fact. What you fail to realise in your pretend slightly increased confidence today is that what's happening at you right now is arts and beauty. What you are failing to acknowledge is the superiority of what you're faced with. And I'm comfortable with that because that's the power dynamic. One of us is the helper, one of us is the helpee. Uh, I strive for autonomy and for as much balance as possible. However, with you, it's a little bit tricky. So don't go pretending what's not happening at you is pure brilliance because what's happening at you is is pure brilliance. It's you know. I, I got up this morning, had a shave, brushed my hair, put a clean shirt on, made an effort instead of throwing a jacket on over what's probably quite a dirty unwashed t shirt and not shaving. And I don't understand why you don't shave and then you shave, you wax your back. I mean, what's all that about? I don't understand why it's become a recent thing with men to wax. What's brought this new fashion? Ask me how long I've been waxing. How long have you been waxing? 25 years. Yeah, okay. But it's much more of a... The male beauty industry is much bigger now than beauty. And waxing is something much more mainstream than it was certainly was 25 years ago. And I'm interested to know why that's happened. Well, sometimes I imagine that you're clever. So let's play that game for a second. Let's imagine that you're clever. Have a little exploration or pitch for us to why you think that might be the case. You know how tired I am of doing your life for you. Can you do a little bit of work? Can you not make me do the whole of this episode? I've got things to do. You like talking about yourself and I'm sure you're delighted to have the attention from your back. Why do you imagine the male grooming industry stroke? Because it makes money. I can understand that beauty, somebody has worked out or people have worked out that men, some men will spend money on looking after themselves physically yes da, 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 da. i don't understand i don't understand the need for that what for male waxing i don't understand i just don't understand that. i i understand that if a female or male partner is averse to hair and it's become problematic between the two of them therefore i can understand that but for the sake of doing it when you can't even see your back I don't understand it. What you can understand is doing it because somebody else wants you to do it, but what you can't understand is the concept of caring for oneself. But it's not caring. Taking hairs out of your body, which is a painful and not particularly natural process, I don't see who it benefits, other than the people that make the money in the beauty industry. So what you're buying into by doing these things is just making rich people richer. Self-care and looking after oneself is an investment worth making, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, I understand that. I'm really struggling. (laughs) I understand that. I don't understand how waxing your body is caring for it. That's what I don't understand. I can understand putting moisturiser in, even if it's wildly overpriced and blah, blah, blah. I can understand that. I can understand having uh, spending money on your hair, this, that and the other. I don't understand the self-care of male or particularly uh, female waxing. Why is waxing different to you than moisturising? Moisturising is looking after your skin. Why do you cut your hair? Because if it grows too long, it gets in my eyes and I can't sit and it looks messy. That's what happens with my back hair. If it, it gets, grows, gets in my... your eyes. No. It's a very individualised experience. I understand that and, and therefore I would like to hear from you as a person I deeply respect your opinion. Please explain your own personal... Just do it. Just do what? I'm lost why, what the... do you, why do you wax? Why do I wax? Because I do not... So I'm quite hairy and I've got quite dark hair. Why are you... You asked me to answer the question. Because you now... just said I do not wax. Haven't spent the whole fucking... Discussion saying that you do wax. What? Did you not just say, I don't wax? No. Can you do better listening, Can you do better Next time you bring a goat to the party, can you allow her to make some noise? Because it will be funnier on an audio podcast than bringing a visual. I didn't realise you were going to make noise. Backs, waxing, hairy. You've got dark hair on your back. You're hairy. What did you think she was going to do, Stephen? Can we just... No, I'm not changing the subject. Just help me out. I can't have two hours of me on this podcast battling to find out about Pat Because I am genuinely interested and I genuinely want to fight out. Listen, I promise you... I promise you you'll get your happy ending, right? What did you expect Lisa from Rosindale, the goat... Uh, Lisa Cronshaw. Thank you, Lisa Cronshaw, uh, from Rosindale. Uh What did you expect Lisa to do that she didn't do, Stephen? Nothing. I thought she. I thought there might have been a bit of um, noise. A, go, a bit of goat noise or a bit of, bit of bleating. Lisa Cronshaw. I think Lisa Cronshaw was a bit shy. That's why there wasn't much bleating. Lisa did some preparation. Shame, though, when you did all of that preparation. You see, basically, there's this huge void because you've done absolutely you no know, fuck preparation. And so you're streaming out the back waxing to fill in time to make up for that deficit. So what's happening today, we've got some rules, we've got some boundary scores I don't think it's okay to try to pretend that your co-host has done less preparation than he normally does just because you're a little bit jealous because every week I bring a whole bunch of content which you and beauty and art, which you then struggle to react to because you're so overwhelmed by the sophistication of what I've provided you and fed you with, and just because I'm holding off on it today a little bit, you're trying a different game uh in order to to take control and be a bit superior. You know ultimately who I am, right? you know this is going to backfire horribly for you, yes, and you know the noisier you get about this idea that I've not done any preparation is just going to make it even more painful for you. You know that's how it's going to play out, right? Um, uh, go on. No, go on with your next thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're obviously building up to something. Am I obviously building up to something? Yeah. So, now, so now having done no preparation, I'm now obviously building up to something. Aaron, I've read enough Agatha Christie's or half Agatha Christie's to know when someone is behaving suspiciously. So as soon as you appear on screen, and there is seemingly no preparation, all the warning bells go off, and I'm well aware there is quite possibly a volcano about to explode at some point. I want to take issue with this idea of no preparation. No obvious visual preparation as there normally is. Just because there's no dungeons out today doesn't mean there's not been any preparation. You know, all the beauty I put into the editing of last week's episode, and all I've had is change this, change that, change the other. You see, you criticise me because I put down your art and beauty, but when I produce the art and beauty of editing, I just have to cut forward. And I'm the sorry. art and beauty that I bring to the podcast destroyed. I'm sorry for making your life better, for making you better. Making your art better, making your relationship with yourself better. So, I don't like body hair on myself. I don't mind it on other people in any way whatsoever, uh, but I, I'm not a massive fan of it on myself. You might argue, you might pitch for. I've got a little bit of a Peter Pan complex going on. I don't think that's it. Uh, what that's, are you? That's doing? huge Peter Pan complex. You're arguing that I've. You're saying little bit, I'm saying huge. Right. So, uh, yet yeah, again, with the visual jokes, can I just remind you again that we are doing an audio podcast? If you are going to invite Brenda the goat, uh, sorry, Lisa the goat, Brenda, I went out with last week. That's sorry, that was last week. Lisa, no offense. You've, you've touched me in a very special place in my heart. And uh, I hope that we, we can, which is difficult because you've got hooves and it hurt a little bit, but love is painful. Uh, I've been penetrated. With and by your hoof in my heart, Lisa, uh, from Rosendale, who I met in the Hall of Yarns when you were singing Total Eclipse of the Heart with Gary, who then proceeded to throw up. However, uh, you touched me. Uh, I hope we get to see each other again. And I hope when next time we see each other. So basically what I'm doing now is I'm doing my online dating profile, but specifically for Lisa the Goat from Rosendale. Uh, I've got a good sense of humour um, I'm, I'm interesting um, I like rugs I've got lots of rugs in my house I know goats like rugs so if you want to come and see my rugs Lisa, please come and see my rugs uh, I've got a garden with grass in I know that goats like grass so you'd be really welcome to come and hang out in my garden there's flowers and plants so you might want to eat some flowers or some plants although maybe don't eat too many of the flowers and the plants because it's only rented accommodation and we do pay somebody to service the garden and I wouldn't want to upset any of the other tenants. You see, yeah. you know I get accused of wearing my editor's hat and yeah. getting out of the moment. Yeah. It is in these moments when I am so utterly bored to tears i you droning on about drivel. If, if you can hear tapping distance, it's because I'm doing something else. What the fuck are you doing now? Well, i are just dribbling on, it's just, you know, we got on something really interesting, which was your Peter Pan Complex, and now you're just dribbling on about your Goat profile. Uh, Peter Pan Complex? No, I'm I just, not, I'm not a big body hair fan, Uh, on myself. I, don't, I really don't mind it on other people, I find it quite sexy on other so, people. But generally, we're not walking around looking at our backs, are we? Are we not? So is it the feel of it you don't like? Yeah, it's the feel of it I don't like. Yeah, I love gorillas. Um, I don't want to look like one. I wouldn't mind dating one once I've moved on from the goats. So you haven't got a piece of pound complex that you're taking the hair off your body in order to look younger. I choose to remove my chest and back hair because I like it that way. I like, yeah. Uh, but you're right. As a society, as a culture, we we are obsessed with youth. You're right. That's what the whole. That's a huge part of the gym culture. That's a huge part of our fat shaming. That's a huge part of us all striving for some pretend bodies that we had, that we imagined that we had in our early teens. That's all part of where we're stuck in terms of flipping personification, that idolization of kind of the youth body and young girls and all of that. We are a little bit too obsessed with youth as a society, which is one of the things that messes us up. So you're right, but that's not what the re- removal of, of my hair is. That Although I happily own liking looking younger than I am and 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 yeah striving for that body a little bit too so maybe I'm contradicting myself who knows but basically what's become more mainstream in 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 the media and of course in marketing in that sense is is the exploitation of of those vulnerabilities in men which have been exploited in women for forever it's just that actually what the marketers realized was that actually they could exploit a certain part of the male market in a very similar way if not the same way so moisturiser is not about us looking after our skin, although some of us use it to, to look after our skin. It's about try. everything is marketed towards us trying to look and stay as young as possible. So it's all about lack of wrinkles, lack of wrinkles, rather than actually, do you know what? Keep your skin with a certain level of water. That would be really useful. Much better marketing campaign. Why don't you keep your skin hydrated to a certain level? That would be really useful for you. So yeah, so there's a, you know, yeah, they strive for the perfect body, isn't there, which is of course unachievable because anything to do with perfection is unachievable and unhealthy. Do you think this is going to be problematic, or is it becoming problematic for men, isn't it, growing up with the, the conventional wisdom being taught of what it's like to be a man, uh, alpha male, this, that, and the other, and then on the other hand, they're having, uh, they're having fears tapped into by the beauty or whatever the youth culture. Do you think that is going to cause another set of issues and problems for men? I think it's hugely problematic for men. I think it's, I think, you know, there's an, there's a charted increase in eating disorders in teenage boys, teenage young men, you know, was it there already and it just wasn't named or has it increased? Maybe a bit of both, but yeah, I think it's, I think in terms of if we were in, if we're talking about kind of the concept of beauty and the concept of body image, yeah it has become a lot more mainstream for men recently but surely the problems were always there no thing is because of course what's happened over the past say however many years whether it's 20 25 years is that is that gay male culture has had had a much bigger influence on on culture and society it's much more present which of course and so much of gay culture gay male culture is about the idolization of the body and or the penis but that's also bled into uh heterosexual heteronormative society everything has become very more mainstream in the media i think for men but i'm not pretending for a second for a millisecond that men have a tricker time than women they don't no 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 no, i wouldn't want to reinforce you know absolutely not i mean i grew up you know very aware of body image um and, and didn't really realize that that wasn't the norm that you know straight men didn't feel or have the problems or whatever about the self-image that I went through. Um, but in my lifetime, but in a relatively short period of time, the gay culture has dominated and seeped quite deep into the heteronormativity culture. And I've seen that happen which is It's interesting. I, and I think it's really interesting that we're talking about body image, me having got naked in the last episode. So that's, that's that feels kind of important to name and notice. Uh wow. I am very grateful that at last, in episode seven, you're stepping up, making a little bit of an effort to bring some That's lovely. Uh, I'm really grateful for that. I'm also really grateful that, because you know, it's been a bit of a barren pandemic, uh, that you that you that you tried to set me up on a blind date. I'm really grateful for that. That's true friendship right there on a stick. Have another swig of wine. That wine. It's fizzy apple juice. Can you show me the bottle? You can't even not drink, can you? How long did that last for? What? The non-drinking. What are you talking about? You weren't drinking when you were ill. No, of course I wasn't drinking when I was ill. How long did that go for? I still not drinking. You are drinking. I'm not drinking, it's fizzy apple juice. It's apple ties. And actually, I just find it insulting that you have to, you know, have something to, you know, sort of a crutch to get through this. The, I'm slightly displaced because your face almost looks serious. Um, so here we are at a turning point. So we're on episode seven. Here we are at a turning point. It's this moment for the first time ever. You have, you've been building up to this moment for the past three episodes. Building a turning moment. What are you on about? I was gonna explain the creative process, which is you've been building up to this moment since the moment I got ill, which gave you a bit more space. And, and it's been a week on week build and then actually you managed to almost touch something where I got a bit awkward and I never feel awkward around you and I genuinely felt awkward around you for about 30 seconds then I caught myself and realised I don't have any conscience and don't give a fuck but there was a minuscule moment that you've been building up to for weeks where you managed to just you know that thing that I do to you you just, you, you just managed to do it it was quite cute A, hey, I have not built up to anything because there was no building up to anything, and B, you're not going to go into a spin for two, days. I'm already spinning. I've just put. i just, as we were here, I've just been texting my therapist uh, to book a session. I'm, I'm in a really dark place now. You do promote? Oh, come on then. Are we playing the jingle or flipping the coin? I'm not telling you. If you haven't learned it by now, I'm certainly not telling you. Genuine promote or indulgent GLOAT so stephen thompson what is it toss the you, coin you not yours? i know it's, it's time grandad i've said heads about six times right it's heads which is what uh, genuine promote so so what is your general promotion is it an appetizer or a Prosecco promotion nice like it my genuine promote for this week stephen thompson is New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, who governs her country in a way that a country deserves to be governed with authority, with gravitas, with with cooperation, with openness, with honesty, with transparency. The woman is down to earth. And we could learn a hell of a lot uh, from the way that she has managed the pandemic, from the way that she broadcasts from a own home she's amazing i'm gonna play you something which is a little bit old so it was kind of from easter where she did a public broadcast You'll be pleased to know um, that we do consider both the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny to be essential workers Um, but as you can imagine at this time of course they're going to be um, potentially quite busy at home with their their family as well and their own bunnies and so um, I say to the children of New Zealand if the Easter Bunny doesn't make it to your household um, then uh, we have to understand that it's a bit difficult at the moment for the bunny to perhaps get everywhere but um, I have a bit of an idea that maybe in lieu of the bunny being able to make it to your home, you can create your own Easter hunt for all the children in your neighbourhood. So if you're one of those homes that's had a teddy in your front window, um, maybe draw an Easter egg and pop it into your front window and help children in your neighbourhood with their own Easter egg hunt because the Easter bunny might not get everywhere this year. I am so in awe of that woman. She is amazing. Hurrah. Uh, I've got some drilling to do, by the way. The other promotion this week, is Cronk Shortfold Farm in Lancashire, England, who are a fantastically ethical place, obviously run by enormously uh, wonderful people. Um, You can book a goat into your Zoom meeting for five minutes, and there's various choices if you go to their website, which is cronkshortfold.co.uk. If you have a dog, uh, you can send your dog to them, and they will train it to herd sheep and just generally train your, their dog, your dog for you if you're having trouble. You can go and stay on the farm when things get better, uh, you are able to go and stay on the farm. And what is really marvellous about them is all the money that they take off you and it's only five ninety nine to have a go for five minutes. They're putting towards um, becoming completely sustainable. Oh, and they also do yoga. So you can go and have a really filthy session with goats climbing all over you and it's perfectly serious they actually really do do that any money you spend goes towards them becoming completely self-sustainable and they very very reluctantly and it's very funny the way they've written it very reluctantly put a donate button onto their website but they just look such brilliant such a brilliance of people and as i was saying to someone this is the sort of um sideways creative thinking that that uh, is it's a lot of people that should be running this country during this crisis. Do it again? You fucked it up. I didn't do anything. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. We're genuinely sorry about the technical quality of the audio and hope it didn't spoil your, um, your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, something like enjoyment, I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. You can't have a breakdown for the third episode running. I think we've just gained a lot of listeners from the goat community though so i think it's kind of i am there's already i've already had some tweets from some goats bring lisa back